Welcome to another episode today. It's very exciting because we're joined with our first guest. Hi, Who guys. To be a great friend. Thank you, thank the creator you. of the intro of the podcast. Thank that you is for correct. having me. This is very exciting. So today we're here to answer some interesting questions that we asked on the Instagram. And I guess we're just going to... On the Instagram. On the Instagram. The Instagram. <laughs> and I guess we're just going to discuss them and share our opinions and hope to not get canceled. So the first one says, pads slash tampons and fe female hygiene stuff being overpriced. What are your thoughts? Well, I think it's so messed up. It's not like we asked to have a period. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I do think those countries who are actually acknowledging that and, you know, getting rid of the tax um, and hygiene prices for, like, women, menstrual uh, products, I think they're ahead of mm -hmm. the other ones who don't. And I just think it, it's just, like, not fair. I think mm -hmm. a few months ago, I read, like, New Zealand did that. Or some country in Europe just, like, removed the tax on stuff and made, like, tampons, tampons free or something. I don't know. But I think it should already be free. Next. I put this one. <laughs> Does social media do more harm than good? No, so it's a very complex topic. <laughs> That's all I have. It's a very complex topic. Yeah, I see the, the harm come on, in mental health, I would say, and maybe it divides people and spreads like misinformation. But then the good parts could be like it also can spread awareness about different situations going on around the world. And you can like find supportive people and maybe a supportive community on social media. But when it comes to like overall mental health, I don't think it's doing any good. To be honest. Yeah. I think, yeah, it, I agree with that in terms of like communication and connectivity. That is very, very good about social media. But also the misinformation is very damaging, damaging not only to like people who are trying to get educated, but also like. Sometimes it's harmful, the information that is found on social media. Just the no, yeah. yeah. It's even crazier. So it definitely does harm. I would, okay. I think it does more harm to mental health than anything good. Yeah, same. O sea, creo que social media, like when it comes to numbers and like comparing yourself, you know, like the fact that it's all public, I think that does affect your mental health and how they're like so um, addictive. Como, by social media, I mean like TikTok, Um, Instagram, eh, maybe like Twitter, like the main three, probably Facebook, but I don't use Facebook. But like those are the main ones because I mean, there are numbers out there. So that's kind of like bad. But like if you mean like WhatsApp, like that's fine. You're, you're, you're only talking to people that you want to talk to. This would be an, an interesting thing to like kind of discuss about. But do you think that if we were to remove, you know, the whole likes thing, would mm -hmm. social media be perceived differently? I think. I've seen como que there are people that have like Instagram and like another software like actualizado and they don't show, o sea, you don't see the numbers. You just see like Alguna gente. Less gente, <laughs> and others, but you can't really Some see people like this. Some people have that, but I think it's just luck porque lo, creo que el año pasado, like I was with some people and like a girl like updated her Instagram and she didn't have likes at all. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. But I still had likes and I still updated my Instagram. So like, I don't know what's going on with that. There's not like an actual feature. Yeah. But without likes, I think it would be better, pero it, like yeah. it's the same porque while you're like 
Instagram and like social media, it has turned to showing your life and showing yourself instead of like True. sharing. So mm-hmm. even without the likes, the effect of mental health will still be there because everyone would just be focused on how they present themselves and presenting like the best version of yourself. You know? I think that's why many people kind of abstain from posting stuff. Like I know last year I posted many pictures and then I would like archive them and delete them because after a while you kind of get self-conscious or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But amazing. I do think that the likes amplify that insecurity. Yeah, of like, course. If like this picture didn't get as many likes as the other one, then like, oh, like I need to get better at mm-hmm. whatever it is that I'm doing wrong. And mm-hmm. I think that's the worst part. But then again, I don't see that as a possibility because people are getting paid. Like Instagram is monetized and those people who have a large following are getting paid for posts and that's not going to stop anytime soon. Do you think that should, that's good though? Imagine like everyone who got a diploma of a college. Like, is it fair that they're getting paid less than people on social media? I've had back and forth conversations about this and it is like kind of messed up, but it's like, what can you do about it? <laughs> Could social be considered like a job? Like to be like, I just post pictures on social media and I get absolutely like and then there's out here so many other thousands millions of people working so hard and they're like struggling or something maybe the people who got on social media like they can be like smart in that way like they saw an opportunity and took it or maybe they just got lucky but you can make so much money off of social media but I don't think it's fair that they're getting more money than people who like study and want to get a job nothing I mean there's like People on TikTok that are making way more money than like surgeons, which is <laughs> insane to me. They're making millions of dollars, and like you're, I'm not sure what it what a your average surgeon would make, but it's like around two hundred and fifty thousand dollars if it's like actually very good. Some TikTokers are making way more money than that, um, without you know investing that much time in you know education. And I think at this point, yeah, I know that they put they put effort in and and all that because you know sometimes it's not easy also like the the repercussions of being so influential and yeah, you know the, the responsibility they carry is a lot but it's really crazy to see how society the way it is and the way it functions that these kids are making much more money than you know people who are investing 10 years in education but like what will happen when these kids like grow up and they're not like um traditionally attractive anymore or their fans like leave like what what's left of them you know (laughs) i I think most of these people are like branching out as well they're like trying to see what else they can do just in case but do you think it will work because like they start on social media and then they try to be like singers or actors and they never like you know leave the social media title so they never get successful in that area yeah it's i think it's very hard because I feel like they're also very much labeled as like TikTokers mm-hmm. or YouTubers. And, and that's not taken seriously. Is that, like, would yeah, you exactly. guys like to be um, recognized as a social media influencer rather than just like a person who works hard? No, so, that, like when you say social media, you think like, oh, okay, that's just like a bad, <laughs> easy job. That you, yeah. you just get like everybody now wants to just be an influencer. Like, oh, you're just, you're just that. You know? I don't think everybody, but... Uh, like, everybody's trying to get followers, like, millions of followers. Maybe you don't want to be an influencer, but you're still trying to get, like, a lot of followers. If people were sure that they will be okay in the future, maybe not many people would want to be influencers, because 
saben que hacen otra cosa, they could also be like gain money, you know. But that's another topic. So, point um, is, do we think social media does more harm than good? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mental health, yeah. Next question, it says, should everyone be a vegetarian or consider being a vegetarian? As a vegetarian myself, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not for everyone. I will say that because sometimes you find yourself, well, I guess vegetarians have it easier than vegans, but um, it's, sometimes it's hard to find options, especially if you live in a country where, you know, there are not many restaurants that have options for you and that is kind of hard and it's definitely not for everyone. But I think why not consider it? You're helping, you know, you're, you're reducing your carbon footprint. You are not um, putting your money in like meat, the meat industry, which is very harmful for the environment and like the cows and the animals in general. And I mean, I'm not saying that everyone should be vegetarian because I don't want to be that person, but <laughs> I think everyone should consider it at some point in their life and will consider it. I've considered, but it's just kind of impossible. Not impossible, but very hard for me personally because I live in a household with like four, three, four other people and like they all eat meat and we all eat like chicken and stuff. So it's very hard being like that one person that's like, I'm not going to do it anymore because then you like have to buy stuff for yourself and la 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 and it like involves a whole other process so I think that's maybe one of the reasons many people don't do it because it's gonna be hard because the people in their house don't do it I personally um, <laughs> I, I wanted to be a vegetarian but my parents didn't let me <laughs> because they were like you have to get protein and I, I mean no me gustan como, I don't like beans so Yeah, <laughs> but I did like maybe I'll consider it like when I'm older and I don't have my parents in my house or something like I'll consider it but should everyone be like it depends on the person but if we um, spread more awareness of how like not being a vegetarian does harm to the environment creo que mucha más gente, like I think a lot more people would be yeah. vegetarian because it's not about killing the animals now but like about your own planet so that would be like very beneficial to everyone being a vegetarian next question what are your thoughts on Drinking, smoking, and drugs when you're underage or like a teen, teen years, teens. <laughs> I think it's like, I it's become normalized. It's always so, normal, Damien. Yeah, it, since, I mean, this is nothing new. I feel like everyone <laughs> probably went through that, even, you know, the 1800s or whatever. Like, I think people do it as an escape from their, like some people just do it to escape or like to try out things yeah or peer pressure even True. which is even more sad but i feel like uh, like you can you know what if you think you're responsible and you want to try it go ahead we're curious teenagers whatever um i just think once you use it as an escape that is very harmful for you if you're going to do it recreationally and you know you trust yourself um you it's up to you it's your decision yeah. it's your life <laughs> i wouldn't Um, suggest you do it as, for it like as an escape because that'll just lead like literally throw you into a rabbit hole and you'll depend on it and then addiction comes and then that's where it's like oh you know that's the no for me I think it's very hard when we see people our age going through that like even if we don't know yeah. like that personally we know of stories or like they tell you in school and stuff like that and it's like 
it's just sad to imagine like how people can grow dependency and stuff like that the same way like you can grow dependencies on good stuff but they turn to bad stuff i don't know yeah but, especially uh, with the whole vape epidemic yeah I remember. Um, it was it was sad to see people literally getting addicted to nicotine our age um being so, dependent so on like, like so many people did it though was it like yeah. to seem cool am vape i feel like there was definitely that aspect everything starts like that i feel every trend it, it became yeah. a trend so it's, yeah like preteens kind of act as adults like like if you have something to prove i think that's how it started uh -huh. but like what's the reason though porque i personally would have never like considered that but my experiences are not the same as someone else's so like what what do you think people do it i feel like mm, people are seeing other people doing it they're like oh, it's okay yes. let me do it um i don't know i just also lack of information because later on we found out that these are like very damaging to for you and like we don't know much about them and people like died also it um, this aspect of, like people know it's harmful but they still do it so it's like is their fault in the end also let's talk about like let's let's also mention the fact that these vape companies were advertising <laughs> to children even though they would conceal it everyone knew what they were doing Making which is like also so messed up making it so attractive and like fun colors and stuff and all yeah. that and the people who sell these <laughs> como que, it was such a big business in panama for <laughs> in school in school yeah, like who is giving these children these vapes <laughs> like how are you finding these traffickers yeah. so, basically I think trash the adults that were selling it because like you are Absolutely. actively doing harm to underage teens that don't know what they're doing with their lives i can't really like, think critically exactly and you're like i just uh -huh. want the money so i'm gonna sell it anyways it's yeah and and the, final, it's like the adult's fault who's selling that to children like in the because children they're like teenagers are still children though you know so yeah we can blame them all we want we can yeah. blame ourselves but like the adults in the situation should be more responsible in that way yeah that's very true especially corporate who are advertising to children yeah car so next question thoughts on sex education or like i think it sucks in I many countries I mean, I, it's just the absence of it is what sucks. Mm -hmm. I exactly. Think, like, I think it's great. I think it's great. And I think it would help the youth so much, especially um, the underprivileged. They are the ones who are most affected by the absence of sex ed and the ones mm -hmm. who, you know, are never taught about this. And when, you know, something happens because they never learned about contraception in any form, they're the most affected because now they have mm -hmm. they're forced to have children especially in third world countries or like in other mm -hmm. countries where abortion is very much illegal mm -hmm. those are the most affected ones and those are the ones that should be receiving sex ed mm -hmm. ultimately are the ones that don't and it's it's mm -hmm. very messed up why well, i think you're right and i also think not only sex ed but like the ¿cómo se llama? like people being able to get contraceptives that's also like a huge part okay you can know about sex education but if you're not able to get like condoms or pills yeah or anything like that like that affects tremendously okay you can know how to prevent it but it, like if you can't get it like what's the point is especially como que a big topic in like countries of latin america <laughs> what a surprise <laughs> like any other issue going on around the world but i just think that 
especially for how, for example, like public schools in Panama. Do like, they have sex education? No. I, don't, I think it's a thing. It's not in the curriculum. Like it's not mandatory or anything. And the basis of that is because it's a, a Christian state. Panama. And that's where I'm like, please separate state from religion. You're causing harm. But that's another topic. So And like know. if your sex education is going to be bad, at least make abortion legal. You know, porque como que you're literally forcing these children to have kids. Literally, should drugs be legalized? I think that's like a big one, though. O sea, yo, 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 I don't know if you remember, but last year we were talking about this, and I was like, drugs, every drug should be legal. But like before, uh, yeah, yeah. that was like in, in the, the controversy. But like before, people buy the drugs, you like sit them down to watch a video about how the drug will destroy their lives. So like, will they be motivated to buy the drugs still? Maybe yes, because it's addictive for them. I don't know. I feel like I, it's a very complex topic because in itself, like psychedelics and like the funding for psychedelic research it, for medicine especially is very underfunded because also the war on drugs and how they were criminalizing drugs and, and, and also mass incarceration is due to incrimination of the drugs. So you also deal with mass incarceration when you stop legalizing drugs. And yes, there are very harmful drugs out there. But that's not preventing people from doing it. And exactly. so I just think legalizing them. Would, it's not like you're going to make it more accessible to people. I guess, yes, you would. But like people are still doing it regardless. So I mean, I have a point. I kind of have a point. Like, okay. like the underage drinking too. Like underage people are still drinking. It's the same with drugs. So I think part of the appeal to like drinking when you're underage or doing drugs when they're not legal. It's like you seem cool when they're not legal, you know? So like if you legalize them, they're not cool anymore. Like you smoke weed. Okay, so you're still a loser. Like that's going to be like, like it's not going to make you cool anymore. Yeah, Yeah. that's very true. Because it's the whole thing, the whole appeal that is like, oh, I'm doing something wrong and I'm not getting catch. (laughs) That makes it like more exciting, I guess, for people to do it in the end. Mm. Um, I guess I don't know if all drugs should be legalized. I think there should be like a stop sign to where like maybe they are accessible, but like at your own risk. I, like, I just think they should be like presented with a video about how the drug will ruin their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, every time, every time they like go by the drug, you're like, cocaine will destroy you <laughs> but, and you like do that so like they won't be, they will be scared to buy the drug after they will be like no you get the cocaine i don't want it anymore no. these are the amounts of people that die because of cocaine overdose for years <laughs> your whole family will be affected <laughs> no like just a whole video that traumatizes them and they're like i don't want to buy the drug anymore here yeah. we have a rehab center with the legalization of drugs should come more you know rehab centers that are actually helping people mm-hmm. i think so too oh this is a good one is violence against women normalized in the media yes in porn totally i hate it for so i think in porn it is sex in porn it is normalized to be violent against women and that's not good because who are the main consumers of porn men heterosexual men in general i think in porn it is normalize violence against women and it's like kind of a kink but you shouldn't have a kink Absolutely. for like beating up your girl no i don't think that should be a kink yeah <laughs> i think it's very disturbing that people are like not people but like porn industries and just like these i don't know if you can even call them creators i guess businessmen or business people are like okay with stuff like that going on because at least okay i get that in the end it does make a lot of profit for them 
but it's just messed up <laughs> it's messed okay. up that's the problem with like the porn industry kind of like the porn industry should be fine if you don't like normalize these things mm-hmm. that affect women or anyone in their like day-to-day life Porque if you normalize violence against women in like if you fetishize fetish? underage women or like babies like if you have a fetish for that i don't think it's normal to be honest i think people should reconsider the things they're watching for you okay what are you actually doing there is like even just the consumption of like they're literally the expectations they're putting on women of like how they should fulfill these the sexual fantasies of these men like people are having erectile dysfunctions because like they cannot like their expectations are so high because they're consuming all this media that is just not real accurate I mean, it's just not it también otra cosa like let's talk about the women in the actual videos okay, that, like they're getting spanked and beaten up by these men like in the porn video yeah. like this is not an illusion it's like an actual video of a real woman getting beat up i i, I don't how can we stop these like literally multi-millionaire billionaire companies like talking about it you can talk about that you can talk about it with like your people around you and like maybe someone will stop watching that type of porn because you tell them oh maybe this could be wrong da, 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 da. and you can like spread awareness but no yeah. for us and that would be like irrelevant like nobody would listen to us why before. no but you can still talk about it yeah, yeah I've been people listen. around you but the other day not the other day many months ago Mia Khalifa like spoke up about her like experience in the industry and stuff and like how she's still dealing with stuff like she she I think she entered it when she was like 19 or something and like she says how she was basically pushed to do stuff like that like forced kind of and how it like it was messed up overall and like they don't want to pay her for what she did and it's like a big flop so it's just very sad to see that women Even though they literally dominate that industry, they're still not taking seriously. Yeah. Okay, it's not made for them, you know. The the porn industry not. is not made for them. Exactly. About your question before, like, how do we stop these people from doing shit like this? It's like, okay, it's a fetish for so many people and they're going to still keep producing the content. But if you talk about it, and I think if famous people talked about it or people with influence, it will make a change. But I'm not Absolutely. talking about it. Like no. famous people. So if anyone of us becomes famous, please. or like if any listener becomes famous okay next question does the education system really prepare you really prepare children for real life no kind of a little bit to an extent (laughs) but not even that much a little bit a little bit it prepares you for the disappointment that you're going to (laughs) experience i think it does give you like general knowledge Mm -hmm. but like I think cuando you like grow up a little bit more, like our age, you can get to choose what you like. They don't teach you how to do taxes and shit like that. They don't have sex education or good sex education. <laughs> like yeah. they don't have all these things that will help you be a complete adult. So that's missing. Pero mm-hmm. school is supposedly for like learning to science, not like real life things, but like subjects. Like knowledge, so, just academic knowledge. Not- mm-hmm. Porque university doesn't prepare you for the real world, if you put it that way. You know, you're, you're learning what you chose to learn. Like if you learn art, like visual art, it's not like it's going to prepare you to do taxes even. They're teaching you how to do visual arts. <laughs> yeah, so should schools prepare you for the real life? I do think. Yeah, me too. 
especially are out at our age that like we're getting ready to like leave that sounds scary but we are the we nest need to, we need to know how to like do stuff and understand some stuff and i get like how you don't really learn until you experience it or whatever but still man like you can't throw out 18 year olds into the world and like just be like okay go we should get driving All the classes money put from you now do your stuff it's like shouldn't we like get driving classes in school that would be good yeah <laughs> instead okay. of teaching me science that i'm not gonna use any time in my life just teach me how to drive i still don't know how to do it even though i paid a whole course <laughs> i don't know how to do it. so if they taught me we can ask yeah i think i i think we could implement like a whole bunch of lessons in class mm -hmm. for school or should your part poor <laughs> should your parents teach you that i mean i guess but there wouldn't be a necessity If, yeah, if we're parents are also supposed to like take care of the children and teach them all this stuff. So like, where, what is the line where parents teach you and then when school teaches you? I feel like academically, it's up to the school to like teach you and all. But I, I feel like some people are thrown into the world after school and they have no clue what to do, no clue how to handle themselves and. You know, there's people who are academically geniuses and getting amazing grades, but sometimes don't know how to deal with the real things in life, especially even like emotionally or mentally, mm -hmm. they're not ready to like face certain things that adulthood like entails. So I think that's where school fails you mm -hmm. in that area. And I mm -hmm. do think that it should prepare you for the, for the outside real world. So she's saying anti-cats is because cats are less submissive than dogs. Um, and, and she said that not that deep, but, but I think that there is a correlation somewhere. I'm not going to say that every person who is anti-cat is like misogynistic. But <laughs> why? But I do think that people immediately connect cats with like cat lady old cat lady who like doesn't have a husband who is oh, alone true. and lonely mm -hmm. so there are people who are anti-cats who i know who are very much sexist and there's people who own cats who are male who are very much not sexist and i can't help but see that correlation there and it's it's true cats are not as submissive as dogs you know cats are very much independent and if you're a cat person you have to You kind of just like you you accept that. Well, that, I didn't make that connection. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that either. That's interesting because I'm thinking about people that I know that have cats and those that don't. And I don't have one, but I'm not misogynistic. <laughs> Creo que a lot of también cats have been like they have a bad reputation. I don't know why. They just have a bad. I mean, maybe it's because of witches, which also correlates to like misogyny in some kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> Pero like witches and cats, like they were all together. And so they have like a bad reputation and people just hate cats because they're like, so I, I've heard people say like, I don't like cats because they, they like, son traicioneros. I don't know. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, it's just like animal. How yeah, do, how's it going to betray you? I don't know. Because they leave you, they're so independent. Like a dog relies on you. You know, you get, a, some yeah. people like just get pets to like take care of them. So like the cat doesn't want that. But it's very sad. <laughs> cats are so cute. Yeah. Even though I'm, I'm very scared of them. They're cute. Nice. Uh, the TV show, America's Next Top Model. What are our... Boo. Boo. Awful. 
No, it, I love watching it. <laughs> yeah, it was the worst part is that I also watched it. Yeah, right. And I overlooked all the things that they did. Yo uh, which was so much so messed up and I'm so ashamed of myself, but how did that like how did that I mean, I guess it was very telling of the time back then mm-hmm. and it was just like different, but like it was so messed up and and the poor so girls, crazy. they suffer so much in that show. They yeah. humiliated them so much. <laughs> it's so sad. This is like, is that the price that people that want to go into the industry have to pay? Like, absolutely not. That's the worst part. They were doing the craziest photo shoots, and like, yeah. no models would like comment on it and like be like, no one. Like, they were like one example, perfect example. In one of the episodes, they were like, um, they were gonna do a photo shoot on like controversial topics and things that went against their own moral compass. So, a model in the real world was like you know you can decline that you're not forced to to partake in blackface if you if that goes against your values if that's the real world you don't you're not forced to to, to participate in these photo shoots and yeah. so like it was just very i guess they were doing it for like views and content yeah. but it was but, uh, in the way like they treat them forget i've always heard people say like the modeling industry is so bad to people they treat you as an object they yeah. tell you you're ugly up front Así que, do you think that part of the mo- the modeling industry is true? Como que, they're like, you're ugly as hell. Get out. I, I mean, dudes yeah. definitely see some different, like, unique um, facial features, like, just features in general. Okay. But I think it's also good that now it's becoming a lot more broad. Like, the term model has become, like, I don't know, you can be a transgender and be a model. You can be a plus-size person and also be a model. Like, and I just think it depends a lot also on the brand. Like, I love Fenty by Rihanna. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not a fan of the brand, but, like, I love her. And, like, she recently, when she released, like, her new skin line or something, she had, like, a plus-size black man wearing the skin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was yeah. so nice, you know? So I like that part about it. But, yeah, I think it also correlates with the time, like we yeah. said. Yeah. Rick next up model, shit. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, this is by Josefina. What do you think about the term feminazi? Oh, I read about this the other day. And like, it kind of opened my eyes, como que feminist. Okay, it's kind of, I don't like it. <laughs> Porque feminists are like, literally fighting for equality. But when you put like the feminazis, you're literally comparing like feminists to Nazis. Nazis. put people on concentration camps. Like, feminists are not doing that. They just want equality. So it's like... Absolutely. That term was just created to completely disregard the feminist movement and be like, this is violent. Like, it's just so messed up and I hate, hate, hate that term. It's so inaccurate. Mm -hmm. Anyone... It's just it's just implying that these feminists are violent and, and, you know, hate. They can... they're like what compare they're comparing it to people who literally did murder <laughs> and murdered Jewish people, which is so messed up. Um, and just like makes me mad because it's just completely diminishing the whole movement. Yeah. And obviously is inaccurate. So yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you use this term, stop. <laughs> if you know oh. someone who uses this term, tell you them just, to stop. You just sound stupid and uneducated. Sorry, but no, actually, I'm not sorry. She sounds stupid <laughs> and uneducated. She said it. Yeah. And she's not sorry. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, that's it, I guess. Uh, next, gender roles and how the future will be without them. We cannot have it will be great. It will be great. It will be a magical land. Yeah. It will be a utopia. Because with gender roles comes discrimination, marginalization, limitations for both genders. Um, and so I guess we'd get rid of that if there were no more gender roles. Yes. So they would be great. The future would be amazing. <laughs> uh, next, anxiety, stress, and depression, and like how people link these with Generation C, or I guess teens. So I guess we could blame it on like social media. No? Yeah, I feel like social media is a big part of it. And also, I feel like, yeah, we can link these with Generation Z, Gen Z, because social media, but also we've been more open about it and like, in past generations, that was not the case. So I guess we could literally just link it to the fact that we're more open about it. And we're, you know, the conversation is very much happening. And more people are getting, like, diagnosed, you know? Yeah, because yeah. they're, you know, look getting help, mm-hmm. which was not which a thing. so good as well, because in the past, like, I've been going to, for example, to therapy, to a psychologist since I was, like, six, seven. And I remember, of course, I was, like, little but when I grew up like started to grow up and I was like 10 and 11 I'd be so ashamed when I wanted to do something with my friends and I couldn't because I had to go to one of the sessions I'd be like I can't I I have some things to do with my family or something you know and it's just like I love that it's getting so much more accepted into society now that like you can just talk about it and be like it's okay and I always see I always see older people with this like stigma around it it's like if I say I want to go to the therapist my parents are like my family are gonna be like, are you crazy? Are you cra-? not, I mean, mean, not just my parents, but like people. Tal vez gente que is not is not, I don't want to say I don't want to be offensive, but like my family still como my family <laughs> who like has a very narrow view of the world. Maybe they're not like as connected to worldwide issues, and like they also think it's like a a thing a bad thing to go to the therapist. You know, they're not as open minded. Or, like, also, yeah, I feel like it's very much stigmatized. And, like, there, you know, you don't have to be crazy to go to therapy. Ideally, everyone should go to therapy, Uh in my opinion. But, of course, that comes with, like, privilege and money. And, of course, Mm -hmm. not everyone can afford it. But, ideally, it would be amazing for people to talk about their their feelings, their their problems, and have someone there. So, I'm just going to mention this really quickly because I want to say something about it. But there's a (laughs) that anxiety slash mental health, perhaps with school or just in general and being a teen. Honestly, lately, I'm not, I don't know if it's because of social, like, like not if it's because of the circumstances and like the online school, but there, I haven't like been feeling too well mentally. And I've just got like, I've become so indifferent towards school, which is like never happened to me. And it's just like, I just like don't want to deal with school. I'm literally thinking, what if I don't even go to college? Which is something that I like, you know, why I haven't thought about. And it's really been affecting my mental health and anxiety because. School slowly is becoming this, like, hell, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Just, like, having to deal with school, especially during the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And if you need help, please get the help. Because you're not alone. The thing, I've been feeling the same. And, like, I discussed it with someone, like, today. Que como, I don't feel like I have time, you know? It feels like I never have time to do anything. And so, like, I get so stressed. And so, today, for example, I was doing, like, a homework. And it was my resting time. 
um, decided by me, but like I, I was resting. Y después, when I was resting, I couldn't stop thinking about the next thing I have to do. That me is- ha pasado desde que empecé, like this school year. I don't have, my mind doesn't take a break. Like I'm always thinking about what I'm going to do next. And I don't take the time to like relax. And I think school sucks for that. It really this is literally one of the things I discussed with my therapist last week. I was literally saying como que, because I think I have some perfectionist traits in me, which I'm too hard on myself sometimes, which I think we can also blame that in on school. Absolutely. Like, the expectations yeah. we set for ourselves that our teachers also set for themselves and our parents has caused that. But yeah, it's just like, I agree. I feel like I was doing this English thing before starting this. And I was just, I also have to do French after. So I'm just like, I, mm-hmm. I literally like find comfort in doing to-do lists and like crossing off stuff that I get done. Like that is, <laughs> hate no. which is like actually very helpful, like to like have to-do lists so you know and your brain is not scattered around. But like people say like, don't measure your day with how much you got done. Measure your day with how present you were. But it's impossible to be present where you're constantly thinking about, okay, for Monday, I have to get this done. Okay. So like before four, I'm going to get this done. And like if you don't finish it before four, you feel terrible. I know. It, it's like, hard. Okay. Should school send homework? No. <laughs> like should no, school? It, no, it shouldn't. Like look at Finland. I want all of the schools to look at Finland. Finland. They're doing great. They're doing great. They're not struggling. Okay. one education in the world that should say something i don't understand why people are not getting a hint i don't get it (laughs) the ib they act so superior we're making students with a new um method of schooling no it's the same thing it's like it's traditional school but like with a twist with a little spice in it a little more traditional school but like with the learner ib profile with a diploma with no, your like, critical thinker oh thank you i just think it also helps when you ha- kind of have hobbies to distract you afterwards like if you have a lot of stuff going on in your day but you have something in the end to look forward to that kind of becomes my motivation when i have to do literally sometimes dinner becomes my motivation i'm like i'm gonna have a good dinner tonight so let me just finish this really quickly and, like not think about it and it's just seems like quarantine has been so hard when you're like because even now like before we could like enjoy going for a walk or like seeing some friends and that would distract you but now you're kind of confined to like your own space and you as well even if you don't want to look at your screen you fall into like I the hope I hate going back to your computer or like your phone or something and it's so sad but you literally don't have anything else to do so Dude, it's like- my break is going on youtube but i'm still using the same device yeah and then your eyes hurt so much okay yeah. wait this is another one linked to anxiety it says eco anxiety so like the pressure we hold as a generation to save the planet i, think I mean i think that's more present in other countries that are more like they speak more on it like well personally <laughs> i don't feel very pressured to save the planet como hago lo que puedo but like i think if there were more awareness maybe in panama i would feel more pressured and therefore have like more anxiety but i do think gen c does have a little bit of anxiety connected to that pero not like everyone well i feel like i didn't even know eco anxiety was a thing yeah me neither but like <laughs> i guess it is. it is i don't know but i do feel like with all these videos that are like it and solo tenemos hasta 2050 para poder parar. <laughs> Girl, they're really trying to test us. So, but I, I, if you feel that pressure, just know that even the smallest of changes in your daily lifestyle is actually contributing to making the world a better place and more eco-friendly. So, 
I we were cycling in my house and even though we like are not vegetarian or vegan I like feel good on the fact that we recycle so <laughs> yeah but do you guys feel pressure to save the planet I don't feel like it's not a thing that I like every day when I wake up in the morning I'm like oh my god yeah I don't <laughs> you're yeah. not like Greta Thunberg you're not like hosting but protests I, outside of your house no, no yeah no. but I but guess I, when you when you do like daily stuff like I don't know I disconnect all my plugs because I think, oh my gosh, there's gonna be energy that's being was- wasted, or like, I don't know. Like, have you thought about yeah something, and then you're like, like for example, the Shane 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 company, they have cute stuff, okay, and very cheap, but I just think about the fact that it's like a sweatshop and it's like yeah, but that happens to like old fashioned, yeah. Because yeah. if you're not like rich, rich, or like okay, you can. También está pasando ya, like you can like not buy that much porque I used to buy so much so much but right now I'm trying not to buy as much and like when I see something that's really cute I try to buy it from like a store que no sea you know sweatshop yeah, the thing is like if you're wearing your clothes for a while and you just don't throw them away and you're donating them and you know because it's very hard for all these clothes to decompose and like it's not mm-hmm. very good for the environment so as long Because, you know, you're trying hard and you're wearing them for a long time and you're donating your clothes instead of throwing them away. You're helping because sometimes the the sustainable clothing, you know, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. It really is. So, you can, like, manage your money in a way that you don't spend as much money buying fast fashion, but in ethical brands. Okay. To what extent do you think the COVID lockdowns have contributed to the violent uprisings of the United States right-wing <laughs> extremist groups? I think it's the same thing that goes for, like, if you keep a child enclosed and then you finally let them free, they're going to go crazy. So, but I, I think there's some truth to that in this case. But I'm not, I'm not, I don't assume that these people, you know, stayed enclosed and socially distanced in the first yeah. place. <laughs> At the end of the day, they're, they're right-wing extremist groups. So, but I do think that they are, like, being, like, their president lost, blah, 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 blah. They're angry or whatever not that okay that doesn't justify what they did but i guess it contributes to the fact that they're getting like more violent i don't know i don't know much about the correlation with the lockdowns but i just know that yeah when you like believe in something hard that you're an extremist you're gonna get mad and maybe the covid lockdowns like right-wing extra right i don't know if o sea, como que Trump supporter. That's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking yeah. about like extreme Trump support. <laughs> like yeah. maybe the lockdowns gave them like they were so angry about them. So like once they, o sea, it reached a tipping point when like Trump lost, and they're like, we're gonna rebel against this. Yeah. Pero, sure. I don't know much about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a good one. Next, um, how do you think pop culture and media have influenced Generation C to be a generation of leaders? I think this is one of the good things that we can like talk about like for the media like i don't know how much of leaders were being but like i do find como que maybe we can we can find comfort or like information on social media and be like inspired to, to do something similar i don't know i yo lo leí como otra manera o sea as i don't think a generation of leaders i don't think that's what i think i don't think that's what i think that's not what i think creo que more of a generation that's not scared to open up about like some social issues así como lo leo yo 
Like, yeah, like advocators. Ajá, ex exactly. Pero maybe all generations were like that, porque siempre, siempre la gente dice que like previous generations were also like that, like the hippies, the 70s yeah. thing. Yeah. So I don't But know. But I also think that there, it, it is very prominent in the in generation C specifically. Like there are no sub, like, yeah, sure, in like the 60s and 70s when the hippies were around yeah they were fighting against the vietnam war whatever but they were the hippies but we're talking about a whole generation here but I it's not a whole generation there are so but, many but people like, that don't do there is like a, a like generation c isn't they're advocators they're hey, but i don't like that <laughs> no but it's like a thing and like, yeah it is yes it's true that people are making protesting and aesthetic and photo ops of like protesting which is disgusting but they they're putting it out there and they're you know it's awareness at the end of the day and people are seeing that and if they see their favorite influencers doing it they're gonna follow <laughs> their footsteps which i guess it's a good thing but how does pop culture play into that i don't see pop culture playing into that well like like adam do you see like when the last year when the whole black lives matter movement like became like a really big thing like award shows were like Acknowledging, like, we acknowledge. But award shows, I think award shows were kind of fishy. No, say, I think they were doing it for the trend. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like, that's how that's how I can relate it to pop culture. But at the end of the day, it's still awareness. And they're still yeah. doing and it's you, and it's people of influence talking about it. Even if it's fake, I mean, even if they... Even if it's ingenuine, they're still saying it. So I guess there's some contribution there. Okay, we're reaching the end. And this was part of the section where we said, like, if you wanted advice with anything... And here we have one. It says, advice for people who struggle with being liked. Um, we all go through it, first of all. We all no, have for that. sure, for sure. But like, like the other day I was dealing with this person who was like going against their moral compass and their values in order to be liked. And there's nothing wrong with like wanting to be liked as long as you're being yourself and, you know, you want to, you know, Um, that self isn't being mean or hurtful to others. Yeah, and like also if it's like you're not going out of your way to please these, this other person who might not do the same thing for you. Okay. Yeah. That's I, I've seen that. O sea, I think we all struggle with it, pero también veo mucha gente, like I've seen people like I know struggle with that. Es como sometimes people like this go out. That's true. Like they go out of their way to like be liked. And even if they don't agree with something, They're not going to confront the other person because they want to be liked, do I will see. And like, even if they know the other person wouldn't do the same, for, like, j just as you said, even if the other person doesn't care about them, they'll still like break their, their ass to like do something for them. So like, that's kind of like an issue, creo que with insecurity. Es como que, it's an issue with insecurity that you're insecure. So you do these things to make sure everyone likes you because you don't think you're worthy of being liked there's a factor como que you have to like work on your self-confidence que it's so much easier said than done o sea, working yeah. on your self-confidence is so hard pero you have to like maybe do affirmation I cannot say I'm not a therapist maybe go to the therapist if you go to the therapist but like I guess yeah you have, there's some truth to that affirmations like sometimes help people yeah the, that's people. something that you want to try go ahead and, and talk to people about it like be honest about it you're like I want to be liked and I don't know why o sea, if, you, if you recognize the problem Creo que talking to people about it will also help. And yeah, also definitely. find como a genuine group of people where you can feel like you're yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like put in this mask yeah. to be liked by them. Como que you enjoy their company and you're being yourself and you see it's good. Whatever. Okay. Um, so I guess we've reached the end of this. 
episode. We talked a lot. <laughs> Went over many topics, many things, but I liked it. It was like different. It was very nice. And hopefully the advice was at least, you know, some good use for you. Or whoever's listening. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much, Pilly, for being thank our first you guest. For having me. <laughs> and we hope to have you in the future. Absolutely. Wow. This is very, very fun. Bye. Bye. <laughs>